0: yeah
1: what's up everybody what's up everybody just a smidge there we go now we're good i think all right hey what's happening
0: Looks like a lightsaber as I swing this. It looks
1: like you're holding a pen and making a lightsaber sounds with your mouth, you idiot. <laughs> Go fill out your ID 10T form and shut your mouth. Damn right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Battle Bros. podcast with myself, Mac, and this handsome guy over here. This is Alamo. How the hell are you out there in listener-slash-viewer land, okay? Uh, just so you know, there is a hurricane coming up the coast, and the name of the hurricane is Hurricane Dekka. What are you going to do to be prepared for Hurricane Dekka? <laughs> oh, dude, don't make me... <laughs> I started giggling. My abs are hurting today, dude. <laughs> oh crap! Yeah, oh, What's going on everybody? Glad to it's have you back. Have Thanks workout. for joining us on a Friday night like we normally are. Um, we're just doing wild and crazy. Oh, okay, We gotta stop stealing everybody's shit. Guys. Seriously. We're just <laughs> stealing, like, what just bits can we steal this week? Wild and crazy dudes. We're doing wild and crazy guys. Anyway, we're two buddies. Crazy. Two guys that have known each other since high school. Um, <laughs> that's over 20 years, unfortunately. <laughs> we are aging ourselves there. Carbon dating, as they say. Um,
0: By the way, happy Cinco, everybody!
1: Oh yeah, happy Cinco de Mayo! <laughs> <for all> of- <laughs> <laughs> oh my stomach, Jesus! Oh my! Ass. Oh, I used the ab roller for the first time in like forever. Fucked myself up.
0: Jesus. Oh wait, no, I did the wrong song. It's
1: uh... a. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> they're both I was gonna say they're both gonna change, but that'd be really fucked up. So I'm glad I didn't say that out lot. Oh, wait a minute, I did. Tequila.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god. And for all you nerds out there, just like the rest of us, may the fourth be with Let's you. Be with you. And for those evil related people, revenge of the fifth. Yes. It's also cool because we're getting into Mental Health Awareness Month, so that's kind of uh, very important to what sure. we're doing here on this show. So, uh, well, yeah, oh that's going to kind of come into play here this week and next week. Which I was next just scribble
0: on the calendar as you said that, too. That's hilarious.
1: Next week is going to be uh, – this is episode 065 this week. Ep- next week is going to be episode 066, which is our season three finale. Hard to believe we've already done three full – 22 episode seasons it's like holy shit where's the time fly but if you notice last week and we're both sitting different. here just like all zombified shit you, you can understand why so but um, yeah so we're going to yeah. talk about some cool stuff this week and next week to kind of wrap up our season we're going to take a decent break over the summer and um, mm-hmm. we'll be back with you cool cats and fine felines at the end of the summer when the kids are back to school I don't know why I just sound like a 1950s radio DJ, but we're just going to call that a loss and go from there.
0: I hope all you cool cats and kittens out there are ready for this fine smooth tune.
1: Damn, Get you do that so effortlessly. Ready. I hate you, man. You, do- <laughs> I really hate how that's just so fucking easy for you, you turd. I got to think about it. I'm like, what the fuck do I say? And you're just like, Hey everybody. Damn you macho for being all the talent. Shit. <laughs> anyway, so like I said, we're, we've known each other since high school. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Uh, Again, we'll too long. Rundown. We can yeah, way uh, too long. to each other. We just, can read each other's thoughts and, and it's just like <laughs> the telepatheticness is strong in this, in these two. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we, uh, we got started on this a while back. And uh, it's been like two full years now that we've been doing this. Three seasons almost. And um, I'll tell you more about it later on the flip side. But um, it's something that we get to do almost every Friday night. We have a lot of fun doing it. Even though during the week it is death of us because we have so much other shit going on. It's just a- like... <laughs> and yes, I know I'm wearing a hat. My hair looks like shit. Um, as Brian would say, I look like I have Dan Aykroyd hair from Ghostbusters 2. Because I have a large nugget. And you're probably laughing at home in your car right now if you've seen my picture, because you're going, he's got So a- does
0: Dan Aykroyd, though.
1: Yeah, he's got it. not big- a bad thing. He's he's kind of a bit of a nerd, brainiac and shit. So- Goes with the
0: Gozerian. I do.
1: <laughs> I couldn't even do it. Damn it. <laughs> Good evening. As a duly, re- re- duly appointed representative of the Tri-City, County, and State of New York, I ask that you retreat to the nearest parallel dimension are you a god no then, then. Ah, ah. okay listen <laughs> for that movie to stay on the test of time like listen uh, it only gets it's like wine dude it gets better with age it's heck so pertinent yeah, <laughs> the third one was <laughs> dope as hell oh no, god, yeah listen if you're out there thinking well what about the ones just stop you shut your damn mouth we're gonna forget. We're gonna cancel we that one. And forget. We to don't, we don't talk
0: about that one.
1: It's like we might as well call it Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. No, 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 no. no. We, yeah, exactly. Ah, I can't sing either, and I just bumped the microphone with my hat. So, all uh, right, yeah, yeah, we're gonna be stupid. So, if you, what did we talk about last week, Alamo? I fucking forget, man.
0: We talked about. Right, I got the list. Duff. We talked talked about environment. Environment,
1: yes, and how that not that
0: kind of environment, folks. It was
1: very, very important that we talked about it. It was great.
0: Although I will say that saving the trees is very, very fucking important, and we need to make sure (laughs) that we.
1: Dude, 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 stop! I've been... Dude, okay, hold on. Before we get into the show, i got to tell you. So, my mom and I have been watching reruns of NYPD Blue, which was a fantastic cop show for its time. I was going to say, it, yeah. I heard. It It was on from, like, 93 to, like, 2005, I think. It was on for, like, 12 seasons. I was going to say, it was on for a while. And the whole premise of the show was they just wanted to convey the realisticness of the life of the new york city police detective and all and like they do it for okay so what i appreciate now being a behavioral uh behavior therapist is like the realism in the shit that they show people that are not they're a little bit off or you know because you got to think about it okay autism spectrum disorder is Commonplace knowledge nowadays. We've we've really taken sure some is. leaps and bounds of being able to identify a lot of these, you know, diagnoses. I don't want to call them disorders, but I you know just for what they are. They're they're a, it's a diagnosis. Yeah. Um, we we live in a time when that kind of stuff is commonplace knowledge. Back then, you know, they just had little euphemisms like, I think his cheese slid off his cracker or maybe his butter slipped off of his noodles. You know, like, like the <laughs> guy says in, uh, in green mile, when that one dude, Percy shoots, um, wild bill, he's sitting there going, I think his butter slipped off his noodles. You know, cause that's, that's how they explained it back then. They didn't have all that kind of knowledge and stuff, but it was, it's also, it's just, it's really good at capturing. Um, <laughs> it does a really good job of capturing the essence of the 90s and early 2000s and then i would assume right. life in new york city so they're investigating a crime last night and they find this victim's uh, car and on the on the back of it it had a bu- <laughs> it had a bumper stick. hold on let me get through this hold on i got the vapors hold on <laughs> the bumper sticker stead um Save the trees. Wipe your ass with an owl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely! And that's not the most ah. New York
0: shit I've ever heard in my life. Yep. Oh man, dude, bro, I giggle at that so hard. Save a tree. Wipe your ass with an owl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which Alamo just reenacted every damn family gathering I've ever had between him and his sister. Wipe your ass with an owl. Like that whole <laughs> euphemism talking. Oh, my. Oh, shit. No offense to your lovely sisters, Marina and Noka and all of them. They're all lovely people. However, that's the way y'all talk. Y'all get together. You're like, hey, go up to Fenway. Wipe your ass with an owl. Stick it to the green monster. Call it a fucking day.
0: <laughs> that's Boston. <sighs>
1: I know, but still, y'all got that rivalry.
0: Shea Stadium, the Bombers Stadium, aka the Yankees.
1: Are you a Mets? Oh, I was about to say you're not a Mets fan, are you? So explain it to me. It's a little bit of both. So, like, there's like half the city follows one way, other half follows. If you're not Yankees, then you're
0: for the most part. For the most part. Bronx typically follows the Yankees, aka the Bombers. Don't get it twisted. The
1: ba- oh, see, he's even talking in the accent, folks. And we got the
0: Bombers. Um, Queens Bombers. and I believe Brooklyn and a couple but, of the but, other of the other boroughs tend to go so along go, with the Go Mets. through
1: like this. Go through the sports teams. So, like, you have the Yankees on on one half on one side. You've got the Yankees. You've got the uh, the Knicks. The Nickabagas. Nickabagas.
0: Nickabacas,
1: Nickabacas. you got the Yankees and Knicks, New York you got Jets and the New York Giants. And the Ranges. In the Ranges. The is, ranges there another, right. is there That's another is there another New York team? Right. And then the other side of that, you'd have the Mets. You'd have the the Nets. The Mets, the Nets, Cuz which the Brooklyn, they're the Brooklyn Nets now because they moved to mm-hmm. New Jersey. That's you right. The Mets, the Nets, you got the Jets. Oh, I see. Okay, that's easy to remember. You get the Mets, Nets, and Jets. It's like, no shit. That's fucking easy. And then you got the, the news. You got, well, there's not another basketball team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You said the Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks. Yeah, but that's on the other side for the Yankees and stuff. Is it, like, is it literally Correct. split down the middle?
0: It's uh well, I mean, you gotta remember the home stadium for the Knicks is like Madison Square Garden, so that they they kind of cover at least a couple of boroughs. They cover Manny Hanny, the Bronx,
1: Manny Hanny. Uh, what
0: Manny Hanny, Manhattan, is that
1: Manhattan? That's what they yeah. call it, Manny Hanny. Yeah. I never Man-y heard of it before.
0: Yeah, Manny Hanny, Manny the Bronx, and then you got um, and then I think the Nets, I think the Nets is more of a more of a more of a Brooklyn Queens team. So, let me tell you the honest truth.
1: And what are the five boroughs again? You got Brooklyn, man- Manhattan, you got Staten Brooklyn, Island, yeah.
0: Manhattan, the Bronx, Queens,
1: Staten Island. Staten Island. That's Island. right. So, what where's Long is Island? We don't
0: count that. That's a suburb, that's a suburb of the city.
1: Oh, okay. So, that's not that's not a borough. Okay. No, no. It. That's a suburb of the See? city. Even even Florida man can learn something. something. <laughs> Anyway, Did you All see right.
0: there's a Netflix series called Florida Man on it?
1: Shut up. Are you yeah. serious?
0: <laughs> it's a, it's an action comedy series. Can
1: I show you the shirt that I'm wearing?
0: Oh, God. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You'd be that guy. I didn't plan it. I was
1: like,
0: no! Uh, Damn it. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh,
1: crap. Anyway, folks, let's get into the show, shall we? So, let's do uh, it. Episode last episode we had was uh 064. We talked about environment, so tonight we're going to have a, a slightly different conversation. We're not really going to have uh, to do too much reading of articles. So <coughs> we found a couple of little quick ones that we're going little to, snippy uh, snippets, little snippets that we're going to go through. But we're going to talk about um being uncomfortable or being comfortable in an uncomfortable moment, right? Indeed. So let's kind of like kind of dive into this. So we've all had those moments where you just you you get that anxiety. You feel that tightness in your chest. You're kind of get dry mouth. Like the first time you had to go up in front of your class and give a book report or a damn essay or something Uh like that. So and I can equate this to a a very commonplace experience with somebody that we both know. Um, When I was in high school. Uh, my senior year I took ROTC and I was like, "Eh, let's give this a try. Let's see what this is like." Oh, Ended up really liking no getting it. Getting
0: away from public speaking in that one.
1: Oh, no. So our old our, our old ROTC instructor who I believe is still there, First Sergeant George Spence. Um
0: that's uh First Sergeant George Spence. Okay?
1: The C a- is uh, Constantine, but it also stands for cash, money. Mhm. Um, yeah. He said that shit all the time. <laughs> he
0: turned the fuck in. <laughs> yeah, good old First Sergeant Spence, man.
1: So he uh, he, he uh, set the bar pretty high for uh, military leadership. And um, yeah, I'm glad that he did. But anyway, so I was kind of in a very um, unique position. I went from being a cadet sergeant. I was a squad leader. Uh, ended up being a cadet sergeant the first um, half of the year. And then it was my last semester of my high school career altogether. I was, it was the second half of my senior year. And I went from being a squad leader and bumped up to a cadet first Louis. I was uh, an XO for a company C and, um, he's like, he's, um, Please don't do the impersonation because you're gonna make me start giggling, and my fucking stomach hurts already. It's so hard can, to not, and it's I, not,
0: it's not hard. It's hard to not want to know, do the impersonation. I know. It just,
1: just <laughs> bite your tongue, hold what you got, stand by. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So he comes up and he goes, "I'm gonna get up and, and talk for a few minutes. I need you to like skim and scan over this uh, article out of the Let One manual, which is Let is uh, Leadership and Education Training Level One. Like we always go out of the, out of the Let manual." Um, freaking. See, I'm doing it too. I almost said it like him too. Like Jesus, but um, now,
0: no, no, there, Mac. Hold it together,
1: okay. As long, as long as you don't tell me about making a fruit smoothie, okay. <laughs> this is so good. And if you went, listen, if you went to Arwood, you know what we're talking about. It's so good. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's just like. mm Hmm. But anyway, so he, he gives up there and like he is very, very um unabashedly good at public speaking. I mean he's had to have been. He's a retired army first sergeant. I believe yeah. he's also he's also minister, if I'm correct. If I'm he, correct. He
0: is a minister, yes. He yeah. married uh Brandy and uh, he married Brandy and uh George. Uh, George George Gallego, George Gallego. Yeah, they, yeah. he married them. Yeah.
1: And those guys are still together, still married. Yeah, like, good for them. Are good for them.
0: Damn right, dude.
1: They they both look like they haven't aged a day. <laughs> if anything, so. But um, anyway, um, so he tells me he's like, "I'm gonna stall for a few minutes, get up there and talk. I want you to skim and scan over this, um, this lesson." And ironically, the lesson was how to speak in front of an audience. I'm like, seriously, <clears throat> that, that that's what we're doing.
0: <laughs>
1: All right. So I pretty much just kind of got up there and just was kind of like there's no nuts in that, we'll feed that to him. Hey. It's literally pulling shit out of my ass. And um it wasn't, I was like, well, holy crap. It's like Chris Farley said, Holy shnikes, it worked. <laughs> so don't know, it's like, okay. And that just and I kind of got good at doing that. And mm-hmm. but that first time though, oh, Dude, just sucked so bad, yeah, so bad. And like, just the pit in your stomach, sweaty palms, like you just you feel uncomfortable. The whole shmiya, the whole shmiya, just awful. What? 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 what is, what's the first experience that comes to mind for you there, Alamo?
0: I mean, honestly, for me, um, I, it's gonna it's gonna sound crazy, but it's it's honestly drama for me. Um, You know, my freshman year of high school, I really didn't kind of get all that into all the leadership stuff. Like I ended up going into uh, I ended up going into like a couple of the teams and things like that and being on drill team. And, you know, then the next year after that, I ended up being on uh, Raiders and such. And wouldn't
1: you say that's kind of important, though? Like you kind of have to learn to be a part of a team before you can be a leader
0: before you can lead. Yeah. I would yeah. say absolutely. And the trick to that thing is like, you know, I I I've always been very very hyper very very like outspoken and kind of like out there, but when it comes no. to No. <laughs> but when it comes to like being in front of like a lot more people other than like say my own social group, you know, it was always very difficult for me. It always ended up being di- course the cat is trying to get out of the room live show folks
1: handy your business let the cat out of the bag ah 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 <laughs> you, you didn't hear what i said did you i did not i said let the cat out of the bag ah ah
0: so, ah. <laughs> so um and for those
1: of you at home listening to these corny ass jokes and you're just like Oh my god, would they just shut the fuck up and get on with it? That's the uncomfortable that we're talking about.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so um so good. Along comes drama class. Along comes drama. And that was your that um, was your
1: senior year, right? You got into drama in your I senior year. I got
0: into drama year. my senior year, yes, but okay. I started doing plays well into my sophomore year. So here comes my sophomore year, and um so I'm you were now, just like,
1: what, you just kind of, <clears throat> of auditioned for it, but you weren't really in the drama classes?
0: Correct. I was not in the drama classes, but I basically just volunteered for everything that kind of came along if, if it had just involved me trying to be in there and doing stuff.
1: So I do remember so, the big one that you were in that you were, everyone was like, holy crap, he's so good in, was when you were in The Crucible. What do you think it was, your senior year?
0: Yes, it was The Crucible, yeah.
1: Yeah, and everyone was like, dude, Elmo's fucking stellar as shit in this thing. I'm just like, man, I wish I would have known that before it closed out. I didn't go see it. I'm a turd friend. Well, that's right. As your senior year, I was already out of high school. So
0: You were out of high school. You were, I think, getting ready to go to Ask Krakistan at the time.
1: I believe so. Yeah. Sounds about right.
0: So um, right there, when I started doing, like, when I started acting in front of others is when my ability to like really just because you think about a fact that i was as 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 extroverted as i always was i was always very shy very like i i didn't like you know so your extrovert
1: extroverted um your extroverted nature i that was gonna sound bad if i try to make a word Um, i speak words
0: you we do speak words
1: your, your quality of being extroverted was pretty much a facade to your shyness. Correct. On the inside. Correct. Yes. Interesting. How did that make you feel, Alamo?
0: And now I don't give a fuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he took that uncomfortable part and just said, eh, fuck it.
0: Yep, pretty much um my you know that that was kind of like i guess in 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 a in a a weird way just the way that i broke out of my shell is like i got comfortable being you know uncomfortable with you know letting out you know a lot of you know my expression about who you know uh, like letting out who i was essentially um and i allowed other people to see that you know, and it's just, it was very liberating. It was very liberating. Really? Oh yeah. It's very, it was very liberating for me because it allowed me to, you know, where people would say, you know, cause I was always, I was always told like, oh, you got to calm down. You got to relax, which, you know, obviously there's, you know, I, I struggled for a little bit finding that balance, but you know, it's, uh. You know, when it came down to it, it, it was very liberating. Let's bring
1: your mom in here to talk about it. She's in the other room. Mom, come on the show. I'm just, just kidding. She'd be like, <laughs> I don't want to talk in your damn show. No. No. I'm watching, you, I'm watching you know, my no, grandbabies. I know
0: exactly what she would say. This is exactly what she'd say right here. And she would go, <clears throat> Nacho, I, I don't I, I don't want to go on camera. My hair's not done. I I don't know. No, I can't do that. No, I'm not doing that. And he's laughing because he knows that's exactly what my mom would say.
1: So can we, can we give your mom a blast of shit for a minute because we love her? Oh, she sure. wouldn't get on camera because my hand's not done. I got the makeup on. But this woman, God bless her, gets dressed up so she can find a man at Walmart. It's like you don't want you to find no man at Walmart. She goes, you never know, there, Dusty. Okay, you never know. Like you you, you, you can, your soulmate could be right around the corner, and I'm gonna look good just in case you show up. Okay. <laughs> <God>. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what she said. My mom. <laughs> so another moment of being uncomfortable that I can think of, where I just had to push past it, was the fact that very much introverted kid going through boot camp. We just started the I'm in boot camp in 03. I don't like heights. <laughs> and here I am going down the fucking rappel tower. And what makes matters worse... I'm going to reenact this here for a minute. Hold on. I'm here looking up like if the drill sergeant's like, "Hey, numb nuts, take your take your guide hand away. Hold it up in the air. Keep your hand on the brake. Keep your hand on the brake. You're fine, stupid." <sighs> Got a camera right here in my face, watching me go down. I'm just like, <sighs> <laughs> just freaking the fuck out, man. I'm just like, God. oh Jesus, I hated that crap. Mm-hmm. It's absolute garbage. Now I'm talking like you guys. Oh my gosh, it's garbage, bro. It's garbage. Hey, man, we got to go down to the... Hey, yo, Mr. Ramirez, why the cat always sleeping on the fucking bray, yo? He (laughs) live here. Okay, so we just derailed this whole thing. Every time
0: you come in the store, you buy the same fucking 40. You give me the $3, I give you the 50 cent, that's it. (laughs) It's a fucking great (laughs) shit. Oh, what is that God. dude's
1: name? He's so funny.
0: I don't remember. I gotta oh, find him though.
1: <clears throat> ball-headed, like I forget what ethnicity he is. He's Hispanic, obviously, but
0: no, I think had... he. No, I think he was Jamaican. I think he's well, New York Jamaican, anyway. Okay. Yeah, which yeah. I mean, makes sense because <laughs> I think yeah, he, talk, no, he, he even talks. About, he even talks about him on the on that same show.
1: It's. I think he's like doing like Deaf Comedy Jam or something like Showtime runs, with Apollo yeah, or some shit. Back and, when
0: Deaf Comedy Jam actually. was Oh, still dude, a
1: thing. those things are great. Those clips are still fucking amazing. Anyway, oh, yeah. let's let's get back on track. Let's keep going. What you bring on? So yeah, so I'm going down freaking Eagle Tower on Sand Hill, and they have some jackass come up and stick a camera literally right in my face, and I'm just like son of a bitch, and they're watching me go down the to rappel tower, but. I tried not to bitch out in front of the other guys, just because you didn't want to be that guy, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mind so.
0: you, your mind you, your legs are like doing this while you're going down belay. Just
1: oh yeah, like you're. you oh, no, like, while go. you're on rappel, belay is at the bottom.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, on rappels. Excuse me. Yeah, you're not wrong. My brain doesn't work sometimes. Um... My
1: brain doesn't work a lot of the time <laughs> just throwing that out there you know
0: um but yeah man i i think i i think a lot of it just comes down to you know in a very weirdly but also funny enough short kind of like what you call it like it comes down to just facing your fears really
1: yeah, like, you know, there's, I, especially, and, I, and I'm not trying to just talk about me here, but, like, I know for me, I was not your typical guy going to basic training because I was very mm. introverted. I was very shy. I didn't even play any team sports in high school. Yeah. Pee-wee football, Little League wrestling, none of that shit. I was a fucking band nerd in high school, and I and I was okay with that. I didn't care. But then, like, you're sitting here and, like, you're showering around a bunch of other naked men. You're just like, I did not sign up for the Navy. What the fuck is this about? Nope. Nope. Don't want to see all this. No. Okay. Nah. Straight ahead all times. Lock your fucking neck. You're going to move. Yeah, I, like,
0: di- I was a completely different animal. I was just like, <laughs> hey, guys, eggs over easy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just pictured that. Uh <laughs> who likes with their sausage? Uh... <laughs> but at the oh, same time, so like for me, a lot of basic training was just being uncomfortable. Fuck, man. Oh, yeah. Like especially, you know, when, especially think- when you went to like the obstacle course and you just got all that sand and mud and shit inside your uniform. Oh, and dude. Then- they have that, yeah. that freaking hose hanging down like this, and you and your battle buddy have to walk under it real quick. So you're just going home, yeah. just sandy, gritty, and drenched, and all that shit. Like, look, if you haven't seen what we're talking about, look at the thumbnail for this episode. That yeah. dude in the mud shit, like tough mudder, uh, mud race, all that kind of stuff.
0: The whole idea behind it, though, is like they want to instill in you the ability to continue to move and continue to perform in the face of absolute adversity. You're in combat, especially as an infantryman, especially as like if you if you went in to do what we did, you're not going to be comfortable. There are going to be times where, you know, shit's going to be blowing up around you. You're going to be dirty as hell. You're You're going to be cold on end without a shower.
1: You're gonna be cold. You're gonna be wet. You're gonna be tired. You're gonna be sleepy all the fucking Thank time. You. You're gonna smell bad. Baby wipes are your friend.
0: Okay? Baby wipes are your best friend. Not just your friend. Your best friend.
1: A friend will help you. Will help you pick up stuff that you knocked that fell down. A real friend will will take a tick off your balls in the woods and the fucking FTX. <sighs> Yeah. yeah 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 talk about uncomfortable to you spread your cheeks freaking with for doc to sit there and see if you got any ticks up in your balloon knot
0: or chiggers
1: <laughs> God
0: just gives me the Willies thinking about it.
1: ooh, I got I the goosely any... pimples <laughs> you got the goose pimple <laughs> yeah. yeah Chiggers so man. what about for your civilian career? What, what kind of uncomfortableness have you had? Like, I can remember when you and I worked together, dude, when it was you, me and John, like we'd be sitting there assholes, elbows deep at the range counter, just customers all the way down the counter on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. You're just like, fuck. And then like something goes wrong, something breaks and you got to talk to somebody. Yep. Blah, 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 Like, I remember like when customers used to get pissed, I could literally just feel my neck just going gaga 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 just big be beating like my damn jugular was going to like pulsate itself out of my freaking neck flesh over here. I was just like Yeah. Son of a bitch. And then after a while you are just you get used to customers being shitty and not being shitty all the time, but you know, a, a decent proportion of them. A decent yeah. portion like, you know, 25 to 75% of them are all dicks. Oh, but they dude. got yeah. But they got firearms, so you kind of have to temper that with that. So it's just like, yeah. I, I mean, know.
0: hey, we had firearms too now.
1: Well, yeah, they, we used to. They don't anymore. A lot of places don't anymore just because of some liability. Because it's a lie of fucking Billy. <laughs> I'm very surprised
0: by that. But okay.
1: Well, for not to name any names or something, not, but I know for one of the places, the place that we worked, um, there were too many. Um, uh NDS, not NDS, but um, too many um. Ah, yeah, too many of those on the those, range. F- yeah, yeah, with with rental guns, so that, too mu- that too much of that crap. So they, I don't, sense. I I don't think they can ever rent there anymore. So because of that, I, <clears> if <throat> I if I was them, I would never, yeah. Which which sucks because how many how many guns do you think we sold to people just off of like having them because we had like a little bit of everything right there at that counter? It's like oh, try this, try this, try this, try this, uh-huh. da 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 da, all that kind of shit. Like we we were pretty good at what we did, man. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, we, we did our part for the same. <laughs> we did minute. we did
0: our dealing. The uh, um, I would say honestly on the civilian side, um. I mean, uh, reaction with you know in, interactions with people never really bothered me. I, I don't think interactions with people. I don't think has ever really been necessarily like, especially like one on one, never have been a problem for me. So, so in the customer service side, that was never a big deal. I would say venturing out on my own for the first time, having to worry about rent and having to worry about yeah power, power, that's all, all that shit and uh and, and, you even know and you think about that <clears throat>
1: that's a good point in all honesty yeah, dude that first place you get when you're on your own it's like it's up to me uh, what's there's satisfying no yeah yeah, yeah can it can is no there's, there's a there's a there's a veteran-owned company called uh 30 seconds out and um one of their like uh one of their little decals they have like stickers or like decals that they have. One of the things that they, one of the mottos that they have on their merchandise, it says, um, "No one is coming. Expect to self-rescue." It's like, fuck, you. preach, dude. <laughs> preach that shit, absolutely, man.
0: But um, oh, it God. was, it was, it was satisfying, man. Like, cause I originally, I was trying to save up money for at least a couple of years where I had enough, where I, where I could basically save up enough money to basically. You know, I was because I honestly originally I was trying to buy a house when yeah. I had gotten home. I wasn't trying to rent. I wasn't trying to do any of that crap. Well, I wanted, not
1: now with a rental market in this fucking town. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Kiss back then, my juice. Back then, it wasn't a problem.
1: Oh no, um, back then it was ba- Like, and we struggled back then because, dude, I remember, you know, me and me and my. You know, daughter's mother. When we moved in together, and then we got our
0: the spawn. I'm kidding. I'm not gonna say that.
1: Don't talk shit about my kid. Calm the fuck down. Not her. Well, don't talk bad about her. She's the mother of my child. It's all good. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) We don't need to get into that. Okay. Roger. Let's just acknowledge there are some there are some realities. We made a kid together. Great. We went along together. Unfortunately, we have both moved on. Here we are today. That being Yard. said, Oscar Mike, how about it? Anyway, Roger that. Charlie Mike, <laughs> as it was Charlie Mike. So, but Roger. yeah, I do. There were there were days like when, man, like we had to go and just keep freaking doing, you know, whatever we could. Like you go to buy groceries and it's like we have twenty bucks for the next two weeks. It's like fuck. Yeah. You remember those days, like you just like, oh, I gotta put gas in the car, and you're just like, eh.
0: And rough. back then, there was no like Uber Eats or anything no, like that. Where no, you, where you had like a side hustle. You know what I mean? There was no. none of that shit back then. Like, you, I mean, if God, you had a side hustle, might have been like, selling, like
1: selling plasma or something, or don't eat blood or something. Fuck shit. yeah, <clears throat>
0: that's um, a
1: real side hustle, like mowing lawns dude, and shit.
0: But dude, how fuck like. You know, I remember like I before, let's just say that just, you know, to put that out, to put it out there, like me and my mom were not on the best of terms when we moved out. Exactly. Uh,
1: is that why you moved out or you weren't on the best terms
0: because you moved out? Is, well, I would say a little bit oh, of both. Or, after, oh. after, I out, after I moved out, it was. Why did you move up? And before i moved out it was like oh like let's just say there was stressors that forced me to be like you know what um i think i think i'm gonna do bad by myself over here
1: so uh Um, i'm gonna pop smoke and uh ninja vanish
0: (laughs) trailer part ninja um But yeah, so I, I ended up moving oh, out Jesus. way earlier than expected because I was trying to save it for an extra year. Um, and but I mean, dude, when I moved into my place and you know set up everything, had my freaking own kitchen, my own area where I own was... own
1: kitchen, <sighs> you could have the PlayStation hooked up to the big screen TV out in the living room. Yes. You got the surround sound to like Fuck them neighbors! I don't give a shit. Yeah. Dude, not a
0: single not a single problem. Not a single problem with anything other than like it was it was so fucking nice just sitting on my couch, being able to just chill and fucking play games and just relax. Knowing
1: you're weird ass. It's like I'm sitting on my couch. Butt-ass naked playing PlayStation.
0: Life is good, son. Damn right. (laughs) There were many fucking nights of me just sitting in my living room, naked on my couch, playing (laughs) fucking PlayStation, playing Xbox, whatever. And now we're going to cut
1: over to the perspective of the nighttime delivery guy so he can talk about being comfortably uncomfortable. Yo, man, put on (laughs) some pants, bro. Just (laughs) dropping off your game from GameStop, you bastard. (laughs) Oh, shit. But,
0: uh, you know, it was nice, dude. But you know, it is what it is. You know, unfortunately, you know.
1: For, oh I, man!
0: Fortunately, Sorry. though, I will say that probably it probably saved me and my mom's relationship. To tell you the honest truth.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, man. I'll tell you. Like, there's been plenty of times. You know, it's like. So I saw somebody I've seen in a while. And they're like, "Dude, what happened to your ass?" Because I guess like being in the army, when you have when you're rucking all the time, like you, you got a nice set of glutes. You, you got booty. You got but you got booty. You know. And I was just, I looked at him and I was just like, "Yeah, I guess I got it chewed off too many times. It never grew back or something to like this. Like, <laughs> it's not wrong." But like I remember, dude, like one of the first times I got chewed out by one of my bosses, I was just like, uh, uh, "That sucks." I was going to get it, fired. Yeah. And
0: you know what was funny is like... And then I did. I, I was just like,
1: <clears throat> okay.
0: You know what was funny is for whatever reason, whenever I got chewed out, it never bothered me. And it's not because I always thought I was better than them. It was because I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was It was very much like in my mind rationalizing yeah. it the way I did it it, it it was kind of the idea of well you're not experiencing it with me right then and there so you don't know the situation so I'm gonna be like hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh-huh yep I'll take that into it I'll take that into advisement
1: So we'll get that. So, we're going to cut to one of the articles that we found uh, for this. Uh, this is from uh, medium.com. It's called The Art of Being Uncomfortable, and it's by a guy named Stephen Kang.
0: Stephen.
1: So, it says throughout my life, I've attempted to learn an enormous list of different skills, both useful and not so much spoken languages, programming languages, instruments, party tricks, etc. During all of these attempts, I've found that the learning curve is determined by how uncomfortable you are with the growing pains associated with learning anything new. Something that not many people realize is that this discomfort zone is not an obstacle to be overcome. It's a puzzle, and every puzzle has a solution. I've been coding as a hobby since I was a child, but at the beginning of my first foray into professional development, uh, which was uh, oh, something else, um, I was given a piece of advice that stuck with me ever since. Oh, you're showing that. So, Lighthouse Labs Web Development Bootcamp. I've been given a piece of advice that has stuck with me ever since. Get comfortable getting uncomfortable. I think we just heard that somewhere. Mm hmm. You'll never know as much as you want to. Whether you're learning to speak French, play the piano or bake a cake, all the reading in the world won't prepare you for how much you're going to fail before you succeed. Being comfortable is a sure sign that you will still that you're still learning and improving. Personally, there are 3 rules that I follow to make sure I'm staying out of my comfort zone. Rule number 1, forget where you want to be, focus on where you're at. Man, Ain't that the damn truth. We all want to be next. We all want to be the next, insert name of expert. We all know for Alamo, he wants to be the next, uh, what's that guy's name? Gaggins? David David Gaggins. Gaggins. Yeah. Yeah. Or he wants to be the next next Jocko Willink. We all know (laughs) that it's going to take a while. What we don't know what we don't all know is that the time you spend learning is not going to be a steady climb to greatness. It's more of an embarrassing, unstable, teetering hobble through a muddy swamp. Thinking about the light at the end of the tunnel is a common motivational tool for individuals working toward a distant goal, but it's not uncommon for the light to move further and further away as you realize just how difficult your goal will be to achieve. It's always daunting to think about how far you still have to go, but it's important to acknowledge that you will always have a ways to go. Think about what specific aspects you fall short on and work on them before you know it. you will be 10 steps further and it'll still feel inadequate. Get used to this. Like I was talking to a client today and you know, he, him and I have been kind of having some time where we can just kind of, you know, engage in some freelance activity kind of stuff and, they have, a, they have a pool table and he's like, how are you so good? I'm like, I said, dude, I just, when I can, I'll I, I rack up the balls, I'll break them and then I freaking just go to work and I just start practicing. You know, that's how you get better. You just sit there and you play a game against yourself. You play all one side yep. before you have to switch over <laughs> to the other side. You keep going, you keep going, you keep going, you keep going, all that good stuff. And that's still kind of a foreign concept. To this person, but you know, hey, every day you just work on it a little bit more and I'll tell you one thing, you know, just it ain't gonna happen unless you put in the work. So damn right. Rule number two, try things that are too difficult. This rule is a little controversial. A lot of people will likely disagree with me on it, but hear me out. I'll illustrate my point with a couple hypotheticals. You want to learn Korean, so you take a few classes on basic grammar, language structure, and vocabulary. They teach you to say hello and where is the bathroom, but you'll need more lessons to really understand how to build a sentence or a question. The idea behind this example is that you're building a foundation to gradually increase your knowledge base and ability to speak a new language. Now, the next example, you want to learn Korean. You ask your Korean tutor teacher how to say, hey, how would you like to grab some lunch at McDonald's? <clears throat> it's a little bit complicated and long, but you can break it down to understand how different components connect to form the question. In Korean, this would literally translate to, hey, at McDonald's, lunch, want to eat? <clears throat> this is the principle behind the most behind most intensive and concentrated programs. The idea is to give you concepts that are just out of reach then break them down into digestible components. Our brains are wired to break down complex problems into parts that are easier to to digest. It's more challenging to learn this way, but much more effective. As an added bonus, it'll probably make you more uncomfortable, which, as we've learned, is a good thing. Rule number three, stop trying so hard sometimes. Perseverance is key, but trying too hard is a good way to get stuck and can be harmful to morale. Taking breaks not only gives your brain a chance to rest, but also provides you opportunities to think about your progress. If you're stuck, take some time to think about how to get yourself out. If you feel like giving up, take some time to reevaluate whether learning what you're learning is worth your time. A common problem I see when people are trying to learn new things is an obsession with improving and a lack, a crucial, excuse me, crucial lack of enjoyment. Sometimes the best thing you can do to help yourself progress is just to take a break to enjoy how far you've come. Even if all you've learned is how to print hello world in Java, take a second to appreciate that knowledge and change hello world to hello butts or something. Not that I've done it or anything. Being uncomfortable is a healthy sign that you're growing. It's not as easy as saying, okay, I'm uncomfortable. That's good, right? It involves a lot of research into your own mental state and a will to solve problems that are stunting your growth. When you're solving said problems, always remember, the light at the end of the tunnel is never as close as you think. Try things that are too difficult for you. Don't push yourself too hard. And most importantly, get comfortable getting uncomfortable. You'll never know as much as you want to. Dude, that one is hit a nail right on the head. I mean Heck yeah. <laughs> if you think anything worth having is going to be easy,
0: I was like, gonna say comes easy. No.
1: No, that not nothing that,
0: especially not, especially in the pursuit of hell a dream or something all. to that freaking what you call it. It's never going to come easy. Um, <clears throat> like I mean, hell, like I mean, we've been working at our podcast for a little over two years now, right?
1: And there's still shit that we want to do for our and, for our brand for yeah. our. You know, and we just got to take it one step at a time. Do We're I wish still growing, dude. Would it be nice to have a bunch of followers?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. And to yeah. like explode in like views?
1: Ugh. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Do we know that that comes with time? Yeah. Uh, we try to remember that. Do we often cry about how many little viewers we have? No. Promise myself it wouldn't cry. <laughs> You know, that's not what it's about. You know, it's all about being humble. It's uncomfortable, but we're kind of used to it. And I
0: mean, look at us from our first episode to now.
1: Oh, God, dude. That first episode is so cringe. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's terrible.
0: The whole time you were just like this.
1: I look like a (laughs) fucking creepo.
0: No. Oh, no, it wasn't like this. It was just like that. (laughs)
1: Hi, welcome to the Battle Bros podcast. I'm Mac. This is I was Elmo. overly
0: enthusiastic and work the arms, were...
1: asshole. Work the arms. I
0: <laughs> I was overly enthusiastic. You were just,
1: but see, and that and that's that's such a fascinating Hi. example you brought up too, because like <laughs> I was used to talking in person. Like you know, I also had to, you know. Dude, in the course of my job working in firearms retail, you know, end up being an apartment manager at a, at a large retailer, having to give safety briefs and stuff, and like, you know, I'm being partly in charge of like events. We had we had you know shopping tours that came down. You from- went
0: from that to. I don't. I don't know what to do with my hands. Shut up. I wasn't that <laughs> bad, you asshole.
1: You suck, dude. Let's read this other one so we can get the hell out of here because he's making me uncomfortable, you jerk. <laughs>
0: Stupid jerks. Stupid uh,
1: jerks. So this jerky. is called the art of getting uncomfortable being the art of getting comfortable being uncomfortable by Renew Canapathy. Canip- Canapathy, and if i say your last name wrong i'm sorry this was published back in 2018 this article is almost 5 years old it yeah. says here i'm sitting on the lap of a man i just got to know surrounded by a group of strangers minutes from jumping out of a plane at 15,000 feet as the light in the air, airplane turned green someone popped open the door and people started jumping out with a parachute of course
0: tandem uh... jumps
1: yeah, pretty much. You, know, you first, I think, five or so hour tandem until you learn to do it yourself. Yeah. My heart began to beat faster, my mouth dry and my palms sweaty. On my sweater already, mom's spaghetti, but I knew that there, we were <laughs> we were lost. Sorry, that was oh, Lord. I apologize. Be with them starting picking me down their new game. Lord, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but i knew that we were a long way from the ground and there was apparently only one way down we walked towards the gaping hole in the plain where there was a precious where there was previously a door my Words. instructor counted down shut up nothing no. could have prepared me for this the sight that i met below me was enchanting to say the least the feeling surreal and intoxicating it was euphoric Extreme sports are an uncomfortable and counterintuitive act for most sane people. And so I guess I should be questioning my sanity. Oh, well, let's leave that for another article, shall we? Back to my adrenaline inducing adventures. My take is just because these kinds of activities are scary and intuitively feels like a bad idea. It doesn't necessarily mean it is. Every time I achieve another milestone, I remind myself that pushing oneself to skydive or jump off a cliff or on a paraglider is a lesson in courage, trust, and perseverance. Once the fear subsides, it can also be an incredibly exhilarating experience. Compelling ourselves into these in situations that help us become comfortable taking uncomfortable actions may be one of the most essential aspects. ...to becoming stronger humans. It is also vital to... ...building a successful career. The truth is scary when choices... No. ...empower... Shut up. No. The truth... Damn it. Dude! Choke you through his damn computer, you jackass. The truth is scary choices empower us. They force us to leave the security of the familiar... ...in favor of the spirit of learning... ...adventure and new challenges. To explore unfamiliar territory and ceaselessly push the boundaries of our life skills, employability skills included as an employer, as an employee or an owner of a company being in uncomfortable or unfamiliar territory is a nearly daily phenomenon. No kidding. Even outside the office, we experience the same. How does one rise above the trepidation to make the tough choices and decisions? How does one start getting comfortable with being uncomfortable without having to jump out of a plane, cliff, or bridge? It's about controlling your focus. If you don't didn't notice your discomfort, would you still be uncomfortable? Discomfort isn't so much a physical state as it is a state of mind. Many of the situations that make us uncomfortable are only uncomfortable because we believe them to be so. Challenge your, ch- excuse me, Change your views on what makes you uncomfortable or redefine comfort entirely and the notion of discomfort will disappear. Every time I attempt a near vertical mountain or public speaking, I say this to myself. It hasn't failed me yet. <clears throat> Practice being around new people. Have you ever been to an event or a country where you felt totally out of place? Stand. that's your comfort zone telling you that you're in the danger zone or experiencing discomfort yeah, okay, chance <laughs> of getting shot or blown up you exactly hey. instead <clears throat> of listening to that inner voice challenge it and step beyond what you believe to be your comfort zone step up and get to know as many people as you can and start conversations out of the blue what's the worst that can happen let's not answer that question about that place you say you'll say something wrong, and they may and they may move on. Sure, it may hurt your ego a little bit, but you're never going to see them again, are you? So what are you waiting for? Start by saying hi to me if we don't know each other already, or find a stranger to compliment. Salam alaikum. <coughs> Hang out with diverse thinker, thinkers. My fave. We tend to stick around people we like or can easily relate to. However, if we want to practice being comfortable in uncomfortable situations, you should open up, you should open yourself up to diverse people with diverse thoughts. Yes, it may be a little uncomfortable at first, and you may find yourself arguing with them every once in a while, but you'll eventually realize that such people challenge your assumption of what you believe to be true and and ask tough questions you may never have thought of before. A large part of learning and being ready for any challenge in life is accomplished by deliberately putting yourself in challenging situations and being around people who challenge you. Think about who surround who you surround yourself at work versus a person you find inspirational. Does this ring true? And I'll tell you, quick sidebar, like you can tell people that really haven't, been in those kind of situations before they tend to oh, freak yeah. the fuck out and you are just looking at them like dude you're not getting shot at there's no chance of a fucking mine here well i recognize it i recognize,
0: it. I recognize it very very quickly oh, like yeah. um especially with some like I, I i'm gonna give examples without giving anybody away or at least right. i hope not um i notice certain indi- I noticed I've noticed certain individuals like break into a hot sweat you know just you know just completely everybody here everybody I mean, has the, a the, 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 the pit sweats and like they they I mean they get oh. like you can tell that their anxiety is like through the flipping roof and oh. and it's it's absolutely insane seeing that and the crazy part is is like I know I've never, I know I've never really experienced those symptoms before, but I know I, I, I experience anxiety in a different way, which is really, really interesting. Um,
1: something I've noticed too, like when you have people that aren't used to being in high stress situations, they kind of start raising their voice. Like they have to like match the energy of the like environment. Be like
0: oh, no,
1: no, not really. Like I was at work and, um, Let's just say one of the one of the folks that was in that environment just you can tell that they necessarily haven't been in a high stress environment like that what we've been accustomed to, and they're yeah. just making a mountain out of a molehill, and it's just like exactly. Do you want to calm the fuck down? That'd they're turning cool. a flea into a tarantula. Is that Ginger Billy? Is that Ginger Billy? Did he say that? <laughs> yes, he did. All right, let's read this last one. The last, the last thing they said is, write about it. Not all of our uncomfortable situations are explained on the, are ex, experienced on the spot or are temporary. Some of these uncomfortable situations are long term, resulting in anxiety that piles and adds by the day. For instance, you could be nearing a deadline for a presentation. Writing about your anxiety and the pressure during this time will allow you to express your feelings, clear your head, and get a better picture of what lies ahead. This will also allow you to get organized and figure out what you have accomplished or should be doing to accomplish the task at hand. In my experience, and I'm still learning, once you get comfortable with being a little uncomfortable, you can conquer anything, be it a challenging situation anywhere, or just jumping out of an airplane. Geronimo
0: Dude. So I got to admit that the part about writing, that's honestly something that I, I didn't start doing until like, like journaling didn't really become a thing for me until. Yeah. I, 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 I was probably in my senior year of high school and then on into the military. Um, But I have noticed, especially in my later years, I have written and written and written and written and I I probably have easily anywhere between five or six journals just filled like to the fucking brim with writing. And I noticed one thing. um, Especially because um, I am now writing my own memoir of sorts, there's a lot of things that you. Wait a minute!
1: When the hell did you start writing a memoir, and why the fuck haven't you told me? I, <laughs> I feel like the worst friend ever, dude. That's awesome. I'm I... Proud of you, dude, man. That's awesome.
0: I'm already, I'm already almost sixty pages in. So, damn. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, um, dude. But uh, yeah, I you know I've been writing for so long. It it it's it's amazing how much, you know, especially after you do just like a brain dump, like everything that you have here just goes, blah, oh, right onto the page, and just... you, you, you you just it, it, it's 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 very. I I typically do it at least a page or two before bed. Um, I haven't been as consistent over the last maybe few weeks or month or so as I want to be. Yep, mm, yep, yep. Uh, But I try to write at least every other night, right before I go to bed, just to kind of just get those thoughts just right Okay, I have a ton of questions.
1: So let me – the therapist part of me is going to jump in here. Do you find that by doing it at night, it just kind of cleanses and clears that mental palate of just everything? It just kind of wipes the slate clean for the next day?
0: I feel – more rested in a weird way when I have. Oh, yes. And, it, and it's like, you know, cause I, I think it's, it comes down to the thoughts in my head, you know, that the thoughts of my head that I have, because they get taken out of here and written down on the paper. It's, it's, it's almost as if I'm dumping all the excess nonsense what that f-
1: form of implement do you use to write thoughts on paper
0: um ball well not ballpoint pen it's the you use,
1: use a pen though
0: i use a pen correct, an
1: ink yeah. pen so yeah. okay real shit real talk um i have been doing that every so often as well i am not nearly as consistent as I would even like to imagine myself being.
0: Dude, and it's just because uh,
1: I'll go back and like, it'll be like, you know, months since I've written in there. I'm like, ah, it, I did it again. And it says, I'm hopefully going to write in here tomorrow again. So stay tuned. And I always have like some kind of like cheesy, quirky little fucking ending thing. And I'm like, I did it again. I fucking did it again. I did it again. So, bitch. <laughs> but yes, when I do just kind of like, and I've sat there and wrote, written like, I wrote down like, I think one time I wrote down like 10 pages, like five pages front and back. And I'm just like, damn, like, and I'm just like, I feel better. Yeah. I feel hella better. But yeah, dude, like I'll even go and like I start talking about all kinds of stuff. And for me, I kind of feel like by putting it in pen, I can't go back and erase it later and change how I want to say it. So I have to, one, be cautious and very thoughtful in how I write things down and put them on paper.
0: Exactly. Two, it makes you think a lot. It, it makes yes. you think a lot harder about what you're going to write down. Absolutely. To
1: Absolutely. Two, it gives me a sense of ownership. Like if it's on there, it's in pen, it's permanent. I can't go back and change it. I'm owning the shit that I write down. A good, bad, other, sideways, what the fuck ever. Like, I sit there, I put it down on paper, and it's like, yep, I'm good with that. So, mm-hmm. and it just, and I, oh man, dude, you just brought a lot of that up. Wow. <sighs> That's crazy. It's crazy, crazy. This is why we're best friends, folks, because we think alike, like Indeed. This. Indeed. So, but, um... Yeah, uncomfortable moments, man. Like, you know, whether it's, I i, ha, I think I had one with, for the first time with my daughter the other day. Like, I Yer. went to give her a hug and, and kiss someone. Like, I love you. She just got out of the car and just went and scurried off to be one of their friends. I'm just like, oh, man, nobody pays me in gum. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> And I was just uh, like, Oh, you better get used to that. You have a daughter who's going into fourth grade next year. It's gonna get worse. worse. Fuck my life. Anyway, so indeed. But yeah, I mean, writing that stuff down to you, like, oh dude, especially when I have like a lot of shit going on. I haven't written in there in a yeah. while. I think I'm gonna do that this weekend. Like straight up. I think I'm gonna sit down with that and I'm telling you dude. pencil away, dude.
0: I I have journals specifically this. This is just one that I have that I freaking a little closer. I can't see what you wrote that true, but it's, <laughs> it's this is also just kind of like a m- more like a brainstorming journal that I have. Yeah, um, I got so kind of like a, you know, study type journal as well, if that makes sense. Sure. I have journals for many different
1: purposes. Yep. if I have ideas, I usually write them down on my laptop, and I kind of organize them that way and shit. So ideas, but um, do you have anything else you want to add to
0: that, my good man? No, I'm good, man. Okay. Uh, I think uh, I think we touched on it uh, like I, I think in the best way possible. Like, yeah, you, you know, it, it was kind of like I mean, we we screwed around for a little bit, but it was it was. It's kind of one of those things where this is what we do, baby. That is what we do. It's one of those conversations where we do it to kind of ease and break the tension for especially for people that especially for people that are uncomfortable talking about being uncomfortable with.
1: They're not comfortable being uncomfortable yet,
0: yet. And I feel like it's a good icebreaker the way we did it, because You know, a lot of people are not comfortable facing the things that do make them uncomfortable. But my hope is that at the end of this episode, you can look back at everything we discussed and you can look at the things that you're facing. I hope this is a way of you to all our listeners and viewers out there. This is a way of you kind of taking, you know, like a self, you know, a a self-account of your Of yourself, of your actions, of the thoughts that you have in your head, and then like kind of addressing that in a kind of weird way. Um, If you're not journaling, yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now, dude. If you're not journaling, as especially as a functional adult, what the fuck are you doing?
1: (laughs) Why aren't functional
0: adult? If you are not journaling, see, I wish, I wish I would have went back. Like problem of your anxiety.
1: When we went and did the horse therapy thing a while back, I would have yeah. wished that I would have fucking wrote some shit down while I had the thoughts fresh in my head and stuff I'm like that. Oh, that'd have been great. Where,
0: the, the, the wherewithal.
1: The wherewithal. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, um, appreciate everybody for stopping by for our chat on uh, Comfortably Uncomfortable. Um please by all means feel free to leave us your thoughts. Um, uh, whether it's you know, comments mm-hmm. on if you're watching this on YouTube, we didn't do the normal intro that we normally do either, so we're gonna have to do that now. But feel free to give like comments on if you're watching on YouTube, any of the social media apps, like, um
0: share, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and hit that rumble button over there on the rumble as well. Um also follow and subscribe on any of your audio platforms of choice
1: and as we'll say here in a minute don't be afraid to pass us along either to your friends we're like, we're like we're like those awesome weed brownies at christmas just pass them around the office it's all good anyway so um getting into what we normally talk about at the end of the show we started this podcast um, as a way to pay tribute and um, keep the memory of our good friend John alive, um, John's a guy that we both worked with when we were at um, a uh, a business. We worked all for the same business at the a same time. Specific retail, um, story. a specific retail store in Tampa, Florida, that uh, is in firearms and whatnot. But anyway, John yeah. was John was a great dude. He was a funny fucker to be around all the time. Like we used to just do the dumbest shit at work. And he could break that tension of being comfortably uncomfortable so fucking well. Just the from the playing the whole Urgh! game freaking photocopying his hand like this and sticking it in the cash register. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I,
0: I started doing that at work.
1: Uh, no shit.
0: Don't ask.
1: Nice. But um John, unfortunately, gave in to some demons and he solved a temporary sure. problem with a permanent solution. And that's unfortunate mm-hmm. because John was one of those guys that just deserved to be around. He, he should, By all means, he should still be here. He has every right to still be here, but that's just not possible. So um, yeah. in the process of us uh, working with and for uh, Alamo's uh, lovely bride for an event she was doing, Alamo calls me up. He's like, dude, let's do some. Let's get the band back together, you know. Let's do something. We were just so sitting we, out there and that that was a beautiful there was some beautiful fucking weather that day, man. Oh, it was gorgeous. It was a little hot, but it wasn't that bad. We were it was a the, little bit uh, warm. We were under the trees. Wasn't that bad. Not like the last one we did. We we're out there at, at the at the uh the
0: sweltering ladder. oh jesus but I, I got up a good sweat so i was perfectly
1: fine thank good we rolled the sleeves up on our camo tops dude, because i was fucking yeah. dying but anyway so we started talking about what we could do and Almo brought up the idea of a podcast and i made the comment dude i don't know shit about a podcast which he said you put a monkey in space how hard can it be and i said you yeah, know hashtag facts or whatever so <laughs> here we are so um as a, as a way to help everybody stay around and keep their head in the game and emotionally maintain that head on a swivel, you know, objectivity and accountability of what's going on around you, we developed the Bros Code. And what the Bros Code is, is four easy things you can remember to just keep yourself in the game. Okay? And it's easy to remember. If you can remember the letters B-R-O-S, you're going to be fucking right as you're rain be, you're gonna be right as rain batting a thousand okay so b be, be tenacious no matter what you choose to do in life um do it to the fullest of your ability like we were we were sitting here uh joking around before the show like we always do and there's a great uh there's a rap there's an art a rap artist by the name of logic and i think he's pretty talented you know that's just me i'm not saying he's a greatest i'm not saying he's a goat i like him he's got a cool message um and his videos are pretty funny too, but he has a song called Every Day. And the first words of this one song are I work hard every motherfucking day. I'm just like, Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's be ten. Let's be that tenacious, folks. Let's get out and fucking work hard every motherfucking day. Yay! Sorry, I had to listen to that. That just made you uncomfortable. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, get out there and be tenacious. No matter what you do, do it to the fullest and utmost of your abilities. Whether it's being a first responder, a service member, a parent, being a step parent, a fo- an adoptive parent, whatever the hell the case may be, go out there and just kick listen, ass, at folks, it. folks.
0: Be tenacious in everything. Okay, listen to listen to my good friends. Mac and Alamo over there at the Battle Bros, the Battle Bros podcast, folks. That's it's a great podcast. If you're not listening, what what are you doing with your lives? If you're not listening to this, okay? So
1: that's going to be so much better on the audio platforms because they can't see me hide my face. (laughs) Your face all scrunched up. That was actually really good. (laughs) <laughs> that was fucking. That was that was so. Uh, Your impersonation, these of gentlemen, our, okay, of these, our former president, is tenacious they're, itself.
0: They're tremendous. They're tremendous. Very, very good folks. Very Thank good you. men.
1: Thank you, Mr. President. Um, R refuse to surrender. No matter what happens in life, just remember to pick yourself up, dust yourself off. Pull yourself up by your bootstrap, your jockstrap, your bra strap, whatever the fucking strap you need to have. Damn pick right. yourself up by your strap. If you're carrying a gun, pick yourself up by your gun. And just be like, all right, let's fucking Charlie Mike this motherfucker. Yeah. Keep going. Don't stop. Okay. Remember, you have things you're trying to accomplish, things you're trying to do. Keep going until you hit that X, that mark, That's that right. grid square, that OBJ, whatever the case may be. Um, oh, obliterate your obstacles. As I mentioned with the last one, things happen. You get off you get off track, you get sideways, you get you know, off course, turned around. You could be like a butter bar, get lost in the woods. Hey, we've all been there, okay? It's all good. But Don't worry about it. Just remember, no matter what happens, if you have an obstacle, maneuver around it, clear it, breach it, whatever you got to do. If it's a wall, climb over, climb under, cl- go around. If it's a locked barricaded door, C4 Bangalore's. Sure. Why? Because fucking America. Why not? Okay. Sometimes you need to put a, a hole in a
0: obstacles, Whether it's in life or in business. Okay. The art of the deal. Read it, read it in my book. Okay. Do what the battle bro says. Okay.
1: Sometimes you got to do what Alamo did and uh, drive a striker through that shit backwards.
0: Hey, uh, yeah, right.
1: hey Sarge. <laughs> There's a fucking hole here now. I was TC. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Whatever. Kicking the dude in the helmet to get him to stop. All right. No matter what happens, obliterate your obstacles. Just remember to keep moving on and hit that mark that you're that goal, that objective, that, that, um, that accomplishment that you're trying to hit. Okay. The last thing is S seek out help in time of need. Um, Like our friend, John, there's nothing we we wouldn't have done to help him out because he was a good dude. And unfortunately, um, as we said, he chose to, to solve a temporary problem with a permanent solution, and that's unfortunate because John was a good dude. Okay, What's really awful is that when you have 22 veterans a day on average ending their life because they can't get help or they don't feel like there is any help, that's Or that significant,
0: nobody will listen.
1: Or that nobody will listen. That's significant. Okay? Yeah. But what's really shitty – sorry – dry mouth sitting in hardcore right now what's really shitty is when one of those 22 people is somebody that you know somebody that you have you know worked with and stood beside and laughed with and cried with and all that kind of shit so you know either which way you think about 22 nameless people or at least one person that you know and can think back of good times that you spent with them. Like it's, it still fucking sucks either which way. So yeah. if you feel like you're headed down that path, like reach out, call somebody, be tenacious enough to say, Hey, I need some fucking help. Call somebody, whether it's somebody you served with a coworker, a friend, a family member. If you feel like you can trust them to have a, a conversation with you and not judge the hell out of you because, Let's face it, we live in a judgmental society nowadays. And I'm not saying that's a bad yeah. thing, but it's not always a, a good conducive. thing. It's not always conducive to what we're talking about, right? Exactly, yeah. So if you feel like you don't have anybody you can reach out to, uh, call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. There's two ways you can get a hold of them. The first number is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. 273 8255 Or you can do the last four digits as TALK. 1-800-273-TALK. That's Tango Alpha Lima Kilo for us. Last four digits. Last four digits. Um, You can also dial 988. Dial 988 or text 988. um, Because let's face it, we live in a social media world nowadays. You can text message almost any damn buddy um feel free to reach them out either which way they have somebody on on hand on staff 24 hours a day seven days a week if you're in dire need, if you feel like you need you're gonna hurt yourself you know dial one and they will get yeah. somebody on the line for you so if we could you know if we could say that we didn't have to do this show <clears throat> and that john was still around then hey we would fucking do that but He's not. He's unfortunately gone. And here we are to kind of carry this mission forward. So um, if you can remember those four things, be tenacious, refuse to surrender, obliterate your obstacles, seek out help in a time of need. If you can follow those four easy steps, hopefully you can help yourself to not be the next John that we know. Okay. I, yeah. I don't care. I do. Okay. Let me, re, let me stop and go back. and Rewind. <laughs> Um if we yep, 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 yep. if we have a bunch of followers, great. That's not my most important metric. My most important metric is how many people that we've saved. You know, yeah. if we can save one person, say, hey, you know what? Somebody shared this show with me. You guys are both fucking insane. You're ridiculous. You're irreverent, and you're morons. But <laughs> <laughs> I heard what you said. I was going to put a fucking gun in my mouth and eat a bullet, but I didn't, or I didn't drink myself stupid, or I didn't swallow a bunch of sleeping pills. That to me is our most important metric. If we can stop somebody from hurting themselves, that's going to be the greatest compliment in the world. And that's going to give me the biggest sense of euphoria, like almost the same as my kid being born. You know, it would just be absolutely insane. So, um, it at this point, it would be, it would be, it really so, would be At this point, I'm going to hand you off to Alamo. He's going to cover all the social media type stuff, and then uh, we're going to. do. You, should we tell him what our next episode is going to be on for our season finale? Since we've kind of figured that out, or you want to tease it a little bit, or do you want to mm. s- play it close to the vest?
0: I think we should tease it just a little bit, just a little bit, right right all at right. the very end.
1: Right at the very end. So yeah, right at the very all end. Right. Do your thing there, dude
0: so if you want to catch up with us and uh also contact us you can do that all over the social medias you can uh find us over on facebook.com slash um you can do that at the insta at battle bros underscore podcast and you can also do it on twitter you know, our little Twitter handle right there. That's uh, at Battle Bros PC. um You can instant message us and you could tweet us. Eh, 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 eh. You can tweet us on the Twitter. Um, go ahead and you can throw messages to us there. We, you know, we, we say this all the time, me and Mac. This is mainly a community building tool. This is not... I mean, yes, we're we're trying to get views and we're trying to get, you know, but this is a community. We're trying to build up a spot where we can talk to fellow veterans. We can talk to everybody that, you know, in all honesty, I mean, our fellow veterans, you know, you guys, you fucking mean the world to us. You know, otherwise we wouldn't be fucking doing this show. Um. So really our biggest thing is, you know, Spread the word, try and do your best to freaking contact us. If you have a buddy of, of yours or a family member or whatever, and you feel like they need to talk or whatever, you feel like they need somebody that they can, you know, message or whatever, that you feel maybe us retarded ass guys, me and Mac, freaking, <laughs> you know, hey, you guys are freaking dumb as a box of rocks, but hey, you, you know, my cousin, my brother, you would be, are- so- be wrong. You would not be wrong. So, okay. <laughs> they they might get you you know just you know send them our way to freaking you know because again what Max said was very relevant we want to make we, we want to be there when someone writes us or someone tells us you know I was going to end it all but you know just just the random goofy shit that you guys said just kind of made me stop in my tracks you know
1: If we can, and if we can talk about that kind of goofy shit in a way where like, you know, I think a lot of people get turned off from looking at it from a very clinical, therapeutic type way, but if we can sit there and, you know, kind of breach the subject just by being a little bit, um, you know, humorous about it. Yeah. Sorry. Knock something over. If you can be kind of humorous about it, just kind of break that tension, like you said earlier, Alamo, Yeah. um, you know, I think that's going to be a lot easier for people to kind of use that as a receptive way to, to discuss things like this. So
0: it'll be a little bit easier for them to digest.
1: Hey. Okay, keep going there, voice box. Whatever. So. <laughs> so um, also, if you I don't know where that came from, like he starts talking in Scottish accents all of a sudden. If you,
0: if uh, you feel like. You know, maybe messaging us on social media is a little bit less private than you probably would want, we have a Gmail. You could go ahead and contact us there as well at battlebrospc at gmail.com. Um, I unfortunately have not been keeping up on it. I really do apologize
1: for that. Uh, Mac, I you've been keeping up on it though, right? The Gmail account? Yes. I check it at least once a week. Um just it's so, it's it's been a little hard lately with everything going on at work yeah. and with everything else. So no so. excuse, but right. We're gonna that's why we're kind of taking some time off, just kind of realign some exactly. things and all that kind of shit. So again
0: again, the Gmail, it is checked every week. Okay. So I would not, you know, I wouldn't put it past us to have something that ends up getting to it that if you guys send it in because you want it to be a little bit more private. Hey, do your fucking thing. Don't freaking do anything that's gonna be permanent. Freaking message us and hey, we'll freaking we'll talk to you. Freaking, I'll even if if it, if the message gets back to me and you want a video chat, hey, I'll video chat you. I don't give a shit. So I, I just I, to, I'm we're, just
1: we're good. The last one we got yeah. was April fourth and it was uh, in regards to something else. So gotcha. So we're good, but we're gonna try but to um, start staying up on that, folks. You're damn right.
0: And I, myself specifically, I'm going to try and do better at it. Um, but yeah, man, it's really, about, um, it's really about just building community. And that's what we're here for. If you uh, like what you see, and you like what you hear, uh, like I said, go ahead and uh, hit that subscribe button, notification bell, and all that good stuff. Rumble in the like button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if for some whatever reason you're on the road and you know, you should not be
1: watching us while you're driving. Um, listen to us. That would be YouTube. dumb. And you people aren't exactly. dumb. You're smart because you listen to our show. Correct. Carry on, you beautiful sons <laughs> of bitches.
0: <laughs> Go ahead and uh, catch us on, uh, on pretty much like any of the most popular audio platforms you can find us on. You can find us now on iHeartRadio. You can find us on Audible. You can find us on Amazon Music. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on uh, Apple Music. Um, you can find us on Google Podcasts. I mean, that's uh, what six platforms already. Uh, we're 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 out there, folks. Just you know, find us out there anywhere you can, and just give us a listen. Share the message. You know, go ahead and follow us on any one of those platforms. Yeah. And we will say hi and we will thank you and we will, hey, I'm not gonna do that. Um, It was funny. I, it was it was gonna be bad. Let's
1: just put it that way. But, last, so okay, so shut up. So the last no. shout out we want to give is to our good friend Amelia. Um, she has a a bit of a side hustle that we yes, um, she does want to talk to you about. It's called Sassy Girl Apothecary. That's S A S S Y G U R L apothecary if you can uh look that up um there is a website that is going to pull up here and show you here in just a second um she makes handmade soaps and candles and sugar scrubs and all this good stuff um if you go on their website on her website it's great stuff it's all homemade it's very um um it's just awesome shit like i love using the uh denim and leather scented bar soap it's, it makes you feel great it exfoliates it just makes you feel very rugged as a man. Alamo here likes using the rum coffee uh, flavor and scent. He's, oh, dude. he's down with that stuff. Yeah. He gets out of the shower. He's like, I just want to drink myself. And I'm like, you kind of can't. That's weird. Yeah, fucking weirdo. So you yeah. don't do that. But she's got all kind of stuff on her. She's got candles. She's got soap. She's got uh, sugar scrubs. It's not very expensive. Please show her some love. She's been a friend of ours. She's been a friend of mine for Longer than either one of us wants to admit. And she's been friends of both of ours and very supportive of our show. So we want to try to return the favor to her. Her website is sassy girl apothecary. That's S A S S -S Y G U R L apothecary dot squarespace.com. Please check it out. There you go. He's bringing it up right now. Hey, you, there we go. So, like I said she's got cool stuff for everyone. She also makes these really good charcoal soap bars which are awesome for exfoliation. Like check that shit out. It's great. Um essential
0: like, oil batch soaps. Oof. It's no wonder that batch. shit feels it's no it's no yeah. wonder that shit feels so good on the face whenever I fucking shave.
1: There you go. I think I might try that, dude. Like no joke. Dude, dude so yes. please by all by all means check it out um we think you'll like it that's why we're talking about it we're not trying to get any type of royalty from this we're just telling you about it because it's cool we both use it and we're not going to stick our name on any type of endorsement that we're not absolutely 100 behind or or not using ourselves so please check that's it out right. we think you'll like it um on that note i think we're going to be wrapping it up right now for this week's episode thanks so much for stopping by This has been episode 065, talking about being comfortably uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Um, Next week is going to be our season three finale. It's episode 066. Um, We have decided we are going to have a cool chat on the the topic. I almost said subject as opposed to subject and topic. Subject. I I think words. I peed your pool. Yay. So I want to go to Hawaii. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> what a great fucking show. That was cranky. I've here. got mail.
0: I've got mail. <laughs> um, I know.
1: Yeah, exactly. So next week we're going to have a, a top a conversation on the topic of identity. That's going to be our uh, season three finale. We're going to have a pretty good talk. The last two seasons we've done, we've had some pretty, um, serious in-depth heart-to-heart chats on um, suicide and suicide recovery prevention. And we also had one on um, season two. We had uh, Dr. Gino on. He talked about uh, recovery. Dr. G. And um, this time we're going to have a slightly different kind of talk, talking about identity and why it's important to you and everything else. So we would really hope that you check us out next week Mm -hmm. when we have our discussion uh, live on – uh, YouTube at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Friday night, which will be May 12th. Until that time, everybody, thank you so much for yeah. stopping by and jo- and, join- and joining uh, us as we had this, con- this conversation. Um, happy Cinco de Mayo to everybody. And uh, we will hopefully see you next week for our Season 3 finale. Finale. Jesus.
0: Finale. Oh.
1: Until that time, this has been the Battle Bros Podcast with myself, Mac, and my co-host, this handsome son of Bodikwa, SOB Alamo. Thanks for stopping by, and we will see you down the road. Y'all take it easy out there. Battle Bros. out. Take it easy, y'all.